Good morning. We're going to go ahead and call to order the regular scheduled meeting for the Las Vegas Valley Water District uh, Board for January 16th, 2024. I'm going to start by the invocation with uh, Reverend Stacy Hilton, the Las Vegas Center for Spiritual Living, and then we'll follow it with the Pledge of Allegiance. Good morning. If it's comfortable for each and every person, just close or lower your eyes, whatever feels most comfortable. And just to take a deep breath in. And as we each feel that connection by whatever we feel we want to call that which is connecting us, not only with itself, but with each and every person in this room, that which breathes us is that power and presence and essence, that source, that which created each of us out of itself, out of the attributes of love and peace and joy and harmony and light and life itself. And I move myself into alignment with that essence, with that higher self, with the universal self, the universal presence, infinite intelligence, whatever one calls it, knowing that I too, each of us is love and peace and power and joy and light and life itself. And so that's where I know that this meeting is aligned with that peace and the calm and the, and the joy and the love of this community, knowing that the meeting is in per perfect divine order, that each person that speaks speaks with clarity, expressing that which is on their heart with respect and love for themselves and each one here and each one beyond this, this room in this beautiful Las Vegas community. I'm so grateful for, for all those that to hear the grievances or the, the things that are on the hearts of the minds of each one of us in this room, knowing that it is heard with compassion, heard with, with fairness, heard with the equity and justice for all. And so I just say thank you for a meeting that is well done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Okay, good morning. Uh, this is the first time set aside for public comment, and this is for any items that are on today's agenda. So anybody wishing to speak during public comment on today's agenda. If you could just let us know what agenda item, that'd be great. Is this the public portion yet? This is the public portion for the uh, agenda item. The second portion is for any okay. other items related okay, to the wa you. water district. Morning. What, morning. what agenda item? Item number seven. Uh, are I you talking like about that. the county commission meeting? This Pardon is me? the water district oh, meeting okay, still. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. All right, seeing no one else uh, to speak during public comment on the first, first, first portion, uh, go ahead and close the public comment and turn it over to Mr. Insminger. Uh, good morning, Madam President, members of the board. The agenda has been properly noticed and posted and is ready for your approval along with the minutes of your joint meeting of December 5th, 2023. Madam Chair, I move approval of the minutes and the agenda. 
Okay, I have a motion by Commissioner Gibson to approve the agenda and the minutes for December 5th, 2023. Any discussion? Seeing none, please cast your vote. Item number two, I ask the board to select a president and vice president for calendar year 2024. Uh, as the board is aware, Commissioner Kirkpatrick currently serves as president and Commissioner Gibson currently serves as vice president. Commissioner Jones. Thank oh, you, sorry. Madam Chair. I'll go ahead and move. Uh, uh, Everybody can talk, I don't care. I'll go ahead and uh, nominate uh, Commissioner Kirkpatrick as chair and Commissioner Gibson as vice chair. Do I have any other comments or questions? Uh, seeing none, uh, I'll close the nominations and uh, please cast your vote. And that motion passes. Items three through five comprise your consent agenda and may be taken in one motion if the board so chooses. Madam Chair, if there are no questions or comments on any of those items, I move the approval of the items on the consent agenda. Okay, I have a motion by Commissioner Gibson to approve the consent agenda items, which are numbers three through five. Any other discussion? Seeing none, please cast your vote. And that motion passes. Item number six, ask the Board of Directors to reject a bid from Manichino Construction LLC and award a contract for miscellaneous large backflow installations to Harbor Company Incorporated doing business as Mountain Cascade of Nevada in the amount of $1,489,750, authorize a change order contingency amount not to exceed 148000 and authorize the general manager to sign the construction contract. Uh, the bid submittal from Manichino uh, did not uh, have the 5% subcontractor information uh, properly uh, executed. Uh, therefore, it was uh, deemed uh, non-responsive and we moved to the second low. Okay. Um, do we have any comments or questions? If there is nothing, uh, Madam Chair, I move the rejection of the bid from Menachino Construction and the award of the bid to uh, Harbor Company as noted uh, on the agenda in the backup and as indicated. Okay, I have a motion by Commissioner Gibson. There's no further discussion. Uh, please cast your vote. And that motion passes. And that concludes your posted agenda. Okay, this is the second time set aside uh, for public comment. Anybody wishing to speak on any Las Vegas Valley Water District issues? Thank you, Madam Chair. Daniel Braisted, B-R-A-I-S-T-E-D. In the news, we're hearing, I'm hearing a lot about um, microscopic pieces of plastic in our, in our bottled water. And we know this is because it's in the ocean and all that stuff. I'm just curious, is there some place I can check to find out the status of these plastic particles in our water system? Uh, I don't have that information, but I'll get it for you. Thank you. Uh -huh. Good morning. Good morning. Carol Reynolds, 2740. Ms. Reynolds, could I get you to pull that microphone? Either I'm hard of hearing or you talk soft. <laughs> okay, Carol Reynolds, 2740 Man Street, 89146. It has been two months since the meeting when we were informed that the Water District has a tidy little nest egg of a billion dollars plus. This information has taken time for me to process 
because it is hard to fathom these kind of numbers, especially when you know that said nest egg is growing off the backs of all of us. The rate hikes and excessive use fees have turned our house upside down for the last year. I have not used my dishwasher since April, and we are on a restricted toilet flush shower and laundry schedule. This is so that we can tote buckets of dishwater around our yard in an effort to try and save some of my plants. I am a rare bird in Las Vegas, a gardener. I was of the opinion that my hobby was relatively benign until the water district started demonizing and punishing local residents who garden. I am forced to make a Sophie's choice when deciding which plants are expendable. It is heartbreaking to watch my plants die after 33 years of labor and caring for them. My husband and I are financially conservative and we planned and saved for our retirement. My car turns 30 this year and I made double mortgage payments for years to ensure that we could continue to live in our home in retirement. We live modestly and enjoy our home where I had hoped we could putter away our retirement in joyous obliviousness until we croaked or were carted off to the home. The Water District and their enablers, the county commissioners, have thrown quite a wrench into this plan. Our out-of-town family has taken to calling us the pioneers after seeing the extraordinary measures forced upon us to maintain our property. I could care less that I drive a 30-year-old car because I don't care about cars. What I care about is my garden and your malevolent indifference is killing it. At the very least, it would be great if the water district could throw us a bone and use some of their billion dollar mad money to employ some actual people to man the phones at the water district so that customers would not have to languish on hold when trying to communicate with them. Who knows, maybe they could start a trend to reintroduce us to the apparently prehistoric notion of customer service. Wouldn't that be something? Thank you. Next speaker, please. Diane Henry, H-E-N-R-Y, 7525 Coley Avenue. I've previously spoken to you about some of the issues with artificial turf, which your water policies are encouraging, so I'll be brief. Artificial turf contributes to the heat island effect by getting almost as hot as asphalt in the summer. While it saves water, so is supposedly good for the environment, it cannot be recycled. But the most serious issue is that it contains carcinogenic forever chemicals that are slowly polluting our food and water supply. But on Thursday, the Water Authority will be voting to spend up to $23 million for the school district to replace almost 9 million square feet of athletic fields at 46 schools with artificial turf, which will conserve water, but is it the right thing to do? Before any more fields are replaced, I wonder if any environmental or health studies have been done to ensure our children and our environment won't be harmed by all this synthetic grass our kids will be spending so much time playing and practicing on. 
because as concerns continue to grow about the harm to the environment created by artificial turf, more and more municipalities are banning its installation, not encouraging it. Who's going to be responsible for the environmental and health consequences of this rush to save water at all costs by encouraging all this unhealthy artificial grass? Not just at our schools, but in our neighborhoods as a result of your excessive and punitive new water rates and high penalties that selectively impact only single family residents in Las Vegas and Clark County. Please think about it. I thank you for your time. Thank you. Next speaker, please. Hi, some of you know me. My name is Dr. Pete Foley. I live at 4512 Fernbrook Road, Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, and I, I want to talk this morning a little bit about the misinformation and frankly the lack of respect from the marketing campaigns from both Las Vegas Water and Southern Nevada Water Authority. Now, I mean, this has been going on for some time. Initially, one of the problems were, was that uh, you were claiming that 99% of water used in a house was recycled and that nearly all water went down the drain. Thankfully, that has now been changed and has been replaced by much fuzzier language. Um, but the latest one, which comes out on your internet marketing um, and web marketing, is frankly ludicrous. And this is the idea that because over the last 20 years um, we've managed to increase population without increasing use of water, that we can do that for the next 20 years. Um, this is not a linear relationship when it comes to water conservation. That's a little bit like saying if you can de design a car that can go from 0 to 100 in 10 seconds, then it's a no-brainer to design one that goes from 0 to 200 in 20 seconds. It's just not like that. Um, the Southern Nevada Water Authority did a great job in installing a lot of recycling technology and in educating the public. But you, if we've already got something in excess of 90% recycling from houses, you can't do that anymore. It's just not possible. It's against the law of physics. And likewise, the Las Vegas community is extremely well educated on conservation. We might be able to nudge them a little bit, but you're not going to be able to get the same level of change over the next 20 years that you got over the last. So the problem is, is that the Water Authority is chasing a dream. And they clearly know that this is far more difficult than they're saying. And that's what's leading to this ridiculous, um, these ridiculous approaches which attack um, the residents of Las Vegas by fining them unacceptably. Um, and yes, the disrespectful marketing which has um, the water police and such like. And the whole thing of disrespect, I want to, um, Ms. Kilpatrick, um, uh, we had a little discussion about this last time because we have the CEO of the Water Authority walking out before public comments in meetings. And, and you said, well, that's because the meeting is over. I think if any of you think the meeting is over when the public um, comments start, that's unacceptable. This is part of the meeting. And having public comments is an extremely important part of this process. So thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, please. Um, hi, Tony Rico, Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, speaking today on an item that uh, went through an uh, entitlement process back in November, uh, there was a conforming zone change, uh, waivers to development standards, granted uh, vacation. Is this on water? We're still in the water district yeah, meeting. Yeah, it's about the water district. Oh, okay. Yep. This is the area in question here. We're at the northeast corner of Decatur, Silverado Ranch Boulevard. 
Here's the Army base right here at Arville, Silverado Ranch Boulevard. I co-own these three pieces here, and I represent Colonel Green here on Richmar. This is Richmar Avenue. This is Gary Avenue. This house right here is on Well and Septic. This house here is on Well and Septic. That house there is on Well and Septic. Now, there's water line, sewer line, indicator. And I talked to the water smart team over at Clark County Water Reclamation, sewer, to find out if laterals with this, with this commercial subdivision tenant map that was approved back in November, I wanted to find out if laterals were going to be brought down the rights of way, the, the dedicated rights way of Richmar and Gary. And it uh, turns out the smart water team over at Clark County Water Reclamation meets every Thursday to see uh, in-depth information surrounding requests for waivers. This developer that was granted uh, zoning and entitlements in November, uh, in fact, made that request to uh, the Smart Water team, and they were denied. So this developer here, I-15 Mountain LLC, is going to have to bring down a sewer lateral indicator all the way down Richmar to these properties, and Decatur here in Gary Avenue. This map doesn't show it, but it is dedicated the entire way, all the way down here. Now, I've been trying to check with Las Vegas Valley Water District to see if the same thing's going to happen. And from my understanding, Las Vegas Valley Water District will pay, is it 85% of the cost to get a house like this that's on septic, off of septic, and onto sewer? Is that, is that accurate? Um, go ahead and finish your comments, and then outside of public comment, I'll address. I have a couple updates I'll give people. Thank you. What I'd like to see, and look, I'm on Team Nevada. I'm local. I want to see things do well. I want to conserve our natural resources. If water reclamation is willing to do that, knowing that it works for us as a community, as a state, I'd like to see Las Vegas Valley Water District be congruent with that and require the developer who was granted waivers to bring down a lateral of water down Richmar Avenue all the way to the end and a lateral of water all the way down to end of Gary because the developer, frankly, is going to have to put in all offsites, curb, gutter, streetlight, sidewalk, and fire hydrants. So... Um, I know the developer is going to ask for waivers and try to circumvent service to us and make it economically unfeasible for us. We hope that the Las Vegas Valley Water District sees it differently. In fact, we hope you see it like the smart water team at Clark County Water, water Reclamation sees it. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else wishing to speak this morning? Good morning, Commissioners. Laura McSwain, 2727 Ashby. I have some propaganda some handouts regarding uh, actually some of the things that Mrs. Henry talked about regarding artificial turf. Um, I'm interested in making a call uh, to impose standards on uh, artificial turf. In the construction industry, almost everything that goes in the ground has some type of a spec. Hydrants, water lines, aggregates. Um, it seems to me that this is long past time that some type of a standard that does no harm uh, be identified within the specs so that we know what we're dealing with and so we're not up here worrying about our kids. Um, yes, you do have two items uh, on the Southern Nevada Water Authority meeting on Thursday, and I think that it's an imperative that basically you ask that, that those items be obeyed until you actually put together uh, some standards that identify that they're not going to have harm to the community, that they are not going to be carcinogenic, that they are not going to contribute to our heat island. Um, absent standards for materials being used and approved under specific standards that do no harm, this should not be undertaken. Study shows that these materials are carcinogenic. If I spill petroleum products out on the earth, I am subject to serious EPA penalties and fines. Yet we're talking about rolling it out onto the ground and having our children play on it. This is unacceptable. 
Please ask for this abeyance. If grass is good enough for the raiders, it should be good enough for our kids. Um, establish governing guidelines, open it up to the public, and do your jobs. This is all within your wheelhouse. The rush to force the elimination of healthy elements to our environment, to both humans and fauna, by making them unaffordable in the areas of the community served by the Las Vegas Valley Water District is troubling. This body chose to utilize questionable revised statutes regarding rules changes to adopt these policies, specifically relying on simply a business impact study as its sole obligation as opposed to in advance of an election, alert ratepayers directly of the proposed penalties and the reason for their need for adoption being growth. We have plenty of water for the current residents and the current population. This body has three members who cross questionable ethical boundaries by voting on excessive use charges that they were not directly going to be subjected to because they live in other jurisdictions other than those served by the Las Vegas Valley Water District. Just this past week during a meeting I attended with Commissioner Kirkpatrick, she indicated that she would never be willing to live in a new development and shared having suggested to a member of her staff that she move to North Las Vegas as she herself would be unwilling to live without grass and the enjoyment of having it between her toes. The hubris is outrageous. It is time for you guys to put this on an agenda, talk about it. The, the residents should not be singly harmed within a certain boundary to the benefit of other communities. Does that complete? Thank you. Uh, next speaker, please. Yeah, my name is Brian Peterson. I reside at 5135 TP Lane. Um, my comments are regarding a, a subdivision I did just down the street at Kevin and Fisher. It was a two and a half acre parcel. I started back in 2018 to do a subdivision. My son was involved and a, another partner. And it was all uh, at that time we were considering septic tanks because that was the, the rule at the time and there was city water available. We went through COVID in 2019. I had um, deposits with the water district for my water commitment, just like the word says. The place was closed down basically all through COVID, made it impossible to get anything done. December of 19, or December of 2020 was when you guys changed the, the ruling that you will not hook up any city water to septic tanks. So we went back and forth, you know, to no avail. So I put in sewer, uh, 900 feet of sewer with interlocal, cost me $300,000 on four lots. I'd already had to subdivide and take money on these lots, and there is absolutely no reimbursement anywhere. You guys are getting um, reclamation of the water, for one. I added the infrastructure for the city sewer, which was interlocal thing. And there's a handful of us that got stuck in the middle of this. And it's, you know, I used all my life savings. I'm in debt for several more years. And um, anyway, it was a financial hardship. I'd like to think that you guys had something planned for those people that just rubber stamp. There's still some lots out there that have uh, meters on them and they were sold for septic tanks and there's houses all around them. They're gonna have to go dig up and put a thousand feet of sewer in. I don't know what the answer is, but uh, 
some reimbursement on some infrastructure would be nice. I'd like somebody to think about it. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else wishing to speak? Seeing no one, I'm going to go ahead and close the public hearing. And Mr. Ensminger, I just want to, um, for the public's edification and the board to remind them that we sent them some information that they could put out in their newsletters. Uh, so effective January 1st, 2024, which just was a few weeks ago, uh, we made some adjustments to the property owner leak program on um, the ability to uh, help with the full cost of um, your leaks if you find it. So you can reach out to the water district um, so that it's not half once in a lifetime, it's once every 12 months. Two, in April, we're hopefully, crossing our fingers, we're working hard to roll out um, some additional programs to help with repair on-site leaks, because uh, we've heard a lot about that, and we want to make sure that people are getting certified folks that can go out there and actually find the leaks. Um, then we're also hoping to launch um, the voucher program for the Smart Plumber program. We already have some of these in place, but uh, we want to... We've heard the community uh, a lot, and we want to help them uh, get those leaks taken care of and to um, be able to help cover that cost. Um, also, I gave you some information on the Southern Nevada Water Authority septic interest list. Uh, so we have about 300 people that have signed up that are interested in converting uh, to a septic. Uh, we do have some programs, uh, some projects already in place. We've completed some. Water Rec is uh, working on some as well. So um, if you could help get that information out to your constituents, that'll be helpful. Um, I know that every neighborhood I, meeting I go to, septics come up because I have a bulk of the septics within uh, my district. We've been working with the health district to have a minimal fine, uh, cost to be part of it to qualify. We do have both the 85% program, which is uh, means that you can uh, get going and it's a benefit, though it's a maximum benefit up to 40000 and then we have the fully funded program. <clears throat> so if you can help get that information out. And one last thing, and do I, I don't remember, I sent you so many emails. Um, uh, no, Friday is a slow work day, but um, I did receive some calls on the phone system, uh, and I did try it myself. So when you hit number two, it just kind of cuts out. So if somebody could re-look at that, um, and it may just be because it was so busy that it goes to that, but I just wanted to point some of that out, and you'll start seeing more discussion, some of the other things, uh, maybe March 1st of April, so that we can help roll them out to our district. That's all I have, Mr. Ensminger. That concludes your posted agenda. Okay, we are adjourned. So County Commission will start in about five to seven minutes.